world of students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry, Homer But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Simpson Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. And it is 8.30 a.m. Yeah. Bright and early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Late at night. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is 8.30 in the night morning. JD hasn't slept yet. I... My sleep schedule is all fucked up. Being unemployed and having no obligations will do that to a person sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not you. I just woke up. Uh, yeah. Right now, I'm, like, sat, sat here just wearing a blanket. I feel like... Do you remember? I feel like Lisa, she goes, I am the Lizard Queen! Because <laughs> she's drunk. Yeah. Because she's eight years old and has been swimming in beer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... The Simpsons, that's what yeah. we're sorting today. <laughs> Simpson, Homer Simpson, he's the greatest guy in history. From the town of Springfield, he's about to crash into a tree. Thanks. Yeah, it's the theme song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Excellent. Alex, for those who don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um... For those of us who have lived in the Western world during the past three decades and are unaware of The Simpsons, (laughs) what is it? It's an animated TV show for grown-ups. Asterisk. I watched it as a kid. I did too. Yeah. It's it's definitely like a for grown-ups, but it's it's kind of more family-centered than like Family Guy would be. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not the worst but like it's just some of the jokes won't land for kids i think yeah plenty of it will like there's there's a lot of jokes that are just like absurdist humor which yeah. is very good <laughs> oh yeah um like that kind of stuff is is some great jokes yeah um do you know the simpsons has told a good joke in its time what i know <laughs> who would have guessed it's the most prolific long-running animated series of all time it's been on TV for like 30 years? Thir- uh, since like 1989, I think, is when the show proper started. Ha- having previously done shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. <laughs> and here's the thing. We're sorting this. When was the last time you watched uh, an episode of this show? It has been years. Yeah. But it's fine, because it's like... Here's the thing about this show. It basically doesn't change. Yeah. It's just... It's like a sitcom. It's about a family who are living in the current decade and that's always true and the incredible thing about it being animated is that like whereas a traditional sitcom your 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 actors age out of their roles Mm -hmm. and you know you can only keep it running for so long because they're animated and they don't change it has lent itself to just being yeah (laughs) non-stop for so long i mean some some actors have died yeah and but the, it's easier to replace a voice actor well, than an actor-actor. They don't, though. I believe... Because mm. no, none of the main actors have died. Yeah. So what has happened in those cases is they've sim- they've simply retired those characters. Yeah. Most, Which is like, that's incredible. Yeah. Most famously, relatively early in the show's life, um, 
Troy McClure? Uh, yeah, Phil Hartman, famously the voice of Troy McClure and uh, Lionel Hutz. Oh, Lionel Hutz. Yeah, he was originally supposed to voice Fry on Futurama. Oh. But, like, he died shortly before production. And so Fry's name was changed to Phil in honour of him. Aww. Yeah. Um... Um, those are some of my favorites in this game. Oh, no, he wasn't gonna, I don't think it was going to be Fry. He was going to be Zach Brannigan. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 But still. Yeah. Fry's name was changed. Yes. Anyway. Very, it's, it's, very Zach Brannigan. But like, Excellent. Um, Miss, I can't remember her name. Marcia or something. But uh, Miss Grubapple's actress mm-hmm. died. Right. Which was really awkward for the show because by that time, they had married Mrs. Grubapple to Ned. Yeah. And they'd already had him become a widower. Yeah. And they did it again. Oh. They've done some weird stuff. Then there's the whole controversy that a lot of animation went through, but The Simpsons was a big part of it, where they ended up recasting all of their quote-unquote non-white roles. Mm. Like, uh, particularly Apu and Carl were... Recast to be people of color. Yeah. and like, That's... No, I'm here for that. Oh, That's yeah, awesome. for sure. It was and just I, a... I super approve of, like, hey, this character... Yeah. I can't, we can't do this character anymore because the voice actor died. Like that's that's like yeah, some the, deep respect. I think it would be a major thing just uh, when they reach the point of one of the main actors passing. Mm. It's like, will yeah. they continue to cram this down the pipeline? Because nothing will stop this fucking juggernaut. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be something only the future will bring answers about. <laughs> the future Rama. We already did that one. It's a joke. <laughs> Simpsons it's Matt Groening. Yeah. I mean Futurama is also like we're just gonna we're just gonna keep bringing this one back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like this it, like minimum fourth revival. Probably uh, uh, like arguably more. It's okay. We'll just let it go. Yeah. I know it was good. And then we're just like, they can't do this without jo- John DiMaggio as Bender. And it's like, fine, we'll bring him back. And it's like, yeah, but they didn't need to do it at all anyway. Like, it's had so many good endings. Let it be. It's like, the original run was phenomenal. The movies were pretty good. Then the next couple seasons were hit and miss. And then it's just, it's every time you bring it back, it just gets worse. Yeah. And I mean, like, you did great shit like the Futurama theme, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about The Simpsons. We're talking about The Simpsons. Speaking of other shows in relation to The Simpsons, okay. however, um, when we watched the commentary for Gravity Falls, mm. um, I was unaware that they had a writer from The Simpsons come on to Gravity Falls, mm. um, who was responsible for so much of the, the good, good jokes <laughs> and, like, the, the humor of that show. Um, and I was like, that is, that is the particular, like, the absurdist, the very silly... Yeah. Um, that style of humor is very good for me. I love it. Well, Thank you. this is the longest character list we've ever had on Sorted, besides ones that were oops or lightning bolt round. All right, so we should probably get going. Uh, yeah, and I haven't slept. All right, let's go. Let's go. Who's first? Is it Homer? It's Homer Simpson. Whoa! The Simpson guy. <laughs> the Simpson man. The Simpson guy was the title of the Family Guy crossover. Ah, uh, I forgot that that happened. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. they've done. They've just done a bunch of crossovers now. They didn't like. There was also a formal Futurama crossover, hmm. like because like you know for many years they'd done things like they'd have an episode that was like a glimpse into the future and Bender would have a cameo and stuff. Sure. Uh, but they just did a full-on crossover, which doesn't make sense because they have yellow skin. Yeah. And every other show doesn't do that because it's weird that they have yellow skin. It is weird. Homer Simpson is... 
he's Homer he's a, Simpson. He's a guy. He's Homer fucking Simpson. He's, what do you say about him? He's whatever the plot wants him to be today. He is... Bumbling? Yep. Husband, father of three. Like, he's the, he's the, the prototypical everyman. He's... Mm-hmm. He's not very bright. But he's he the sitcom well. family husband. He's like the like unappealing man who has the unreasonably attractive wife because haha, that's the the thing that sitcoms do. He's kind of an idiot, but he loves his family. Yeah. And here's the thing: so there, there's a a trope, a very common trope that The Simpsons is particularly like it shows up in a lot of things, especially long running things. The Simpsons is particularly bad about it. Mm. Ironically called Flanderization. <laughs> Named after Ned Flanders in this show, but he is far from the only character in the show to go through it, and probably not even the worst. I think Homer might be the worst example of Flanderization in the show. Mm. The trope is that a character that starts out as one thing has certain personality traits or aspects of the character that then, Become as time very... goes on, they get, yeah, accentuated and focused on to the point that it overrides everything else. So early on, Homer was a much more normal kind of person. Yeah. But then him being an idiot was funny, so he gets made the dumbest man alive. Yeah. Over successive years. Yeah. Also, he went to space. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and then, like, he's got a co-worker. He's like, you went to space? Yeah. You haven't been? <laughs> like... He's done everything. That's yeah. That's that's a joke about like Homer doesn't realize that his life is so buck wild. He was part of a very popular barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. He met Marge in previous decades. Like they've <laughs> they've done so many flashback episodes that like one one that showed up. I and to be fair, this was probably like ten years ago or something by this point. Mm. But it was a flashback episode to them meeting as college students or whatever, or they were college students and dating, and it was set in the nineties. But during the actual 90s, the show was on the air and Bart was 10. And Bart's still 10. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Sliding timeline. Yeah. It's been on for 30 years. There's not a lot of uh, consistency. Yeah. It just probably should have died a long time ago. Probably. I mean, I haven't watched it for ages. Yeah. I don't remember when it stopped being quote-unquote good. Like, you know, it's always going to be good moments, whatever, but, like, the consistency, right? Mm. But what I do remember is it was before 2007, because 2007 was when The Simpsons movie came out, but The Mm. Simpsons movie was really good because it had been in development for so long. A lot of the writing and the jokes had come from back when the show was good. Yeah. And it had other stuff and problems whatever, but, like, let's be real. It's puerile and childish, but the Bart skateboard sequence is phenomenal. (laughs) It is such a cinematic piece that they couldn't have done on the show with a punchline that they absolutely couldn't have done on the show. Yeah, it is it is kind of iconic. Don't look where I'm pointing! <laughs> Pan across the screen. Like, it's very funny. Homer. Homer. <laughs> what is he? Hufflepuff. Yeah? Why? Well, not Ravenclaw. Sure, he's an idiot and doesn't care about learning. I don't think he's particularly brave. Okay. Or, like, courageous. He kind of just, like, bumbles his way into situations. He's the opposite of hardworking. One time he... Oh, right. One time he deliberately made himself so obese that he could work from home because that sounded nicer to him than having to go through the struggles of going to work. Right. He's not hardworking. Yeah, no. I was thinking Hufflepuff more in the sense of other. Yeah, he's not patient. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, so not, fine, not Hufflepuff. Um, yeah. Slytherin? 
Is he ambitious? No, he's not anything. I he's think he's Gryffindor. I think he might actually be. I don't think he's necessarily that cowardly. I think sometimes... I mean, here's the thing. They've had, I don't know, probably a thousand episodes, and sometimes they'll exacerbate character traits mm. for the sake of individual plots. I think, on the whole, he's not necessarily particularly cowardly. I think he is kind of brave. He's definitely, like, thick-headed, rush-in mm. kind of energy without thinking about it. Sure, all right. That's fair. I, like I said, I was thinking Hufflepuff in the sense of other... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll take Gryffindor. I think I think I think Gryffindor. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So who's next? It's his wife. Marge. Marjorie. Marjorie. Marjorie Bouvier. Margarine. I can't believe it's not Marge. <laughs> Marjorie has the hair. She has the hair. It's tall and blue, and it, why? Cause. And it's like one episode where Homer's like giving is teaching on marriage counseling or whatever or like how to have a successful relationship he confesses that marge is, is has been gray as a mule since she was whatever it's like okay yeah but it's not like a secret that she dyes her hair her hair is blue are there other like random characters that have blue hair though i don't think so i feel like there are are there yeah well here's the thing about hair in this show everyone except the simpsons family has normal has hair. normal hair yeah. And then there's Bart and Lisa who, and Maggie who have like weird pineapple situations. <laughs> Homer used to have normal hair. He's gone bald and he's got a few wisps left. But in flashbacks, he always had like a thick, full head of brown hair. Yeah. Like he's had hair. So why are his children like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know why. It's because they were very stylized cartoons yeah. and that became something more and yeah. they kept that style from when they originated. But everyone believe, else is normal. I believe like a lot of the style came from, I think I read this somewhere, Matt Groening uh, would draw these characters in class mm. and he, like, like as a younger person, and a lot of the stylistic stuff of, mm. of his characters are because he would be drawing without looking at the paper so like some like the the lip getting accentuated like mm -hmm. that would be because he was like pretending that he was paying attention but was like the drawing. fact that none of his characters except millhouse have eyebrows yeah millhouse has eyebrows <laughs> um one time they got blown off and it was weird <laughs> that's where like a lot of the the style stuff comes mm. from is like this just how he was drawing things for fun and then Oops, I have to build this whole world around these characters now. Let's make everyone else look normal. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they haven't gone through major character revisions, though. You remember what the original, like, sketches of them looked like, yeah. right? Yeah. They are fucking hideous. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. He was drawing them without looking at them. Yeah. Also, the early voices were really bad. Mm. Oh, Marge. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marjorie... It's mm. has the blue hair and she's his wife. She usually, Those are her personality traits. Yeah, she usually has a brain cell. Uh, uh, vaguely. Yeah. But she'll she'll also she'll also definitely play into that like that trope of the suburban American mother who doesn't really know shit about anything. Yeah, it sort of depends on the episode. Yeah. Uh, like one of her one of her best episodes, and considering it was written several decades ago or whatever, one of her best episodes was when she became a police officer. Mm. And she ended up quitting because she realized how fucked up the Simpsons police were, the Springfield sure, police yeah, were. Yeah, and yeah. that was long before, like, social movements against police. Yeah. 
it was more just a commentary on how fucking stupid the characters in the show were. <laughs> An episode of, like, Marge character for, that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Um, that, like, always stuck with me for some reason. There's an episode where she, like, thrifts this, like, very high-end dress. And then she, like, yes. re- she refashions it because, like, she's like, oh, yes, I could wear this to the, the country club or whatever. And everyone would be very impressed. Yeah. Um, I forget what the exact plot is, but, like... Yeah, yeah. They comment that, like, oh, you're wearing that same dress again. So she starts refashioning it and, like, recreating yeah. it into new dresses, just, like, re-sewing it. Yeah. And I always thought that that was, like, very fascinating. I don't know. That always stuck with me as a very interesting thing. Yeah. Um, and that kind of thing, I would say, is, like, Ravenclaw. Like, that ingenuity, the She's creativity. definitely got that aspect to her as well. Importantly, she likes potatoes. <laughs> she just thinks they're neat. I just think they're neat. Uh it's like Marge is like, like, this show has so many memes. Yeah. That's like the only one with Marge in it. Yeah. Because Marge... No, the one where she's like dancing. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess. That's like a weird animation thing though, rather than like yeah. a, a character thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's no steamed hams. <laughs> it's not steamed hams. It's, sm- it's just a single potato that she thinks is neat. I too think they're neat, Marge. <laughs> Um, it's I can her- see, I can see Hufflepuff, I can see yeah. Ravenclaw. Those are, those are where I'm, my gut says. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with you on Ravenclaw. I like that trait. Yeah. She was an artist. She yeah. used to do art. Yeah. And she like sent her art to Paul McCartney or something. Yeah. And he wrote back, or Ringo, one of the Beatles. One of the ones. Yeah. Um. This was when the Beatles were a relevant thing for her to have grown up on. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, she has, like, a lot of creative endeavor disorders. I feel like she's often the one responsible for problem-solving. They're gonna keep going until they end up having a flashback episode and to play period music from the time, it'll be fucking Rebecca Black. <laughs> you know? It'll be Friday and Call Me Maybe is the, like, period music. <laughs> in The Simpsons. Uh... <laughs> Marge is a Ravenclaw, apparently. Yeah. Also, she's blue. <laughs> I mean, by that logic, they should all be Hufflepuffs. <laughs> she's also green. She, she's actually she's actually got all the primary colors as very prominent aspects of her character design. Yeah. The yellow, the yellow skin, the green dress, the blue hair, and the red pearl necklace. Green is not a primary color, but the Hogwarts house colors. You know what? Oh, those colors. Yeah. Yeah. The, like primary colors of the Hogwarts houses. I see. I see. Fucking nerd. Leave me alone. <laughs> Who's next? It's bought. Bort. Yeah, we're out of Bort license plates. <laughs> Bort. We need more Bort license plates. Excuse me, are you talking to me? No, my son is also named Bort. <laughs> what a good joke. That's yeah. like the absurdest humor that I just like, ugh. Bart can't find a Bart license plate at the gift shop, but they have, but they're sold out of Bort. Everyone's named Bort now. Yeah. I've never met anyone named Bort, though. I wonder why. Well, you know, you'd think after that episode ad that people would start naming their kids Bort because it's funny. <laughs> no. People have. Na- it's a terrible name. Yeah, and people name their kids Hermione because of this bullshit. Mm. Like. Yeah, don't do that. Like, especially when, like, like the fact that the author straight up said that she picked that name because it was a fucking awful name because she thought the character was insufferable. Yeah. Hey, pro tip don't name. Your kids after literary characters, yeah. Or authors who are still alive, yeah. I will allow it for a, a more traditional, like C.S. Lewis. You can name a kid Peter. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Probably don't name him Edmund, though. <laughs> or even, like, I know, like, some people name their kids after, like, Lord of the Rings characters. Yeah. Like, you've got, or places, you've got a cousin named Lorian. Yep. Um, which, like, I think that's a cool name. Yeah. But that's a that's an author that is long dead who cannot come back from the grave and spew transphobic yeah. uh, things. The weirdest part is she's Welsh, and it just sounds like a Welsh name. Yeah. I think it's a cool name. Yeah. Um, Hi, Lorian. <laughs> so, but is... So, you know, you know that the Simpsons family are based on Matt Groening's family. Mm-hmm. His real-life family. Bart is, the, Bart is the stand-in for himself. All the other characters are named after his actual family members. <laughs> but he didn't want to just name the character Matt, I guess. Bartholomew. Bartholomew J. Simpson. Home, sure. Homer J. Simpson. Philip J. Fry. All of Matt Groening's main characters have J as their middle initial. What's his middle initial? I don't know. Probably J. <laughs> you want me to look it up? <laughs> I bet it's J. Matt Groening. Um, Abram. Oh. <laughs> I think he was named after his grandfather. Oh, that makes sense. Which we'll get to. Huh. They did an episode at one point where Homer realized he didn't know his his actual middle name. I remember that one, yeah. He just knew the initial, and then he went on a journey of self-discovery to find it, because he thought it was an important part of his identity, and discovered that his middle name is J J A Y. Yeah. And it changed his life. So Bart's a punk. Yeah, he's a little brat. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> fucking episode where they're choosing... Like, again, a flashback one where they're choosing his name, and they're like, Homer's dismissing a bunch of names because of how easy it'll be for kids to come up with playground insults for them. Yeah. And apparently Bart is fine. No one could possibly come up with a playground insult like that sounds like Bart. Fart. Fart. Barf. <laughs> fucking stupid. He's like... He's like Fred and George Weasley, mm-hmm. but without any of the ambition of Fred and George Weasley. <laughs> like, he doesn't yeah. want to do anything successful or constructive with his pranks. He just no. wants to pull pranks. He just wants to be mean. <laughs> Sometimes he graffitis as Elbato. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, in the comics in particular, he's a superhero called Batman. Sure. Like, he, he just had straight up Batman shit going on. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, just cuz. Fine. Every so often he'd wear a blue t-shirt and it was like, what the fuck is happening here? Why is he wearing blue? That's not right. <laughs> it's like when Shaggy res- wears a red t-shirt. Yeah. It's just, no. He's a cartoon, he wears a uniform. <laughs> Cartoons wear uniforms. Yeah. So, you think that the, the prankster nature, we talked about this before, you think the prankster nature of Gryffindor, of, of, well, of the prankster nature of Fred and George is a thing for Gryffindor. You think that pranks is Gryffindor, right? I think it sort of depends on, like, is it, like, a friendly, fun-for-everyone, goofy kind of prank? Mm. Or is it, like, a malicious, mean-spirited? But what is bought? A little bit of each, a little bit mm. of both. It just sort of depends. Prank phone calls mm. is, like, a classic, mm. a classic Bart. And that feels Gryffindor. I need a man to hug and kiss? Well, why can't I find a man to hug and kiss? <laughs> I'm looking for a huge ass... Uh, I'm huge ass. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm going to love with you, buddy. This is a prank call that's gone. That's really backfired, so I'm just going to hang up now. Oh, well. What a polite young man. <laughs> a very good bit. Um, but then other times he's just, he's just being a little shit. Yeah. Sometimes it's more to learn. Yeah. He doesn't want to get held back in school, though. 
Like, it, it, the bot gets an F. It's the 100th episode. I remember it was on a DVD that was, like, significant episodes. It was, like, a big deal. Like, it was the whole thing of, like, him, like, praying to God for a, a way to, like, get more time to study for his exam. And he, like, barely gets an acceptable grade so that he doesn't have to repeat the fourth grade. But then another episode, he gets put back in the third grade. And also Lisa gets skipped ahead to the third grade, so they're in the same class. Mm-hmm. And he didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. The characterization... The character... The characterization of these characters is not 100% consistent over thousands of episodes. What? It's unacceptable, Alex. Mm. They don't go through character growth or development. No. Because there's no plot or continuity. They'll have some development in an episode. What did I just say? Continuity. I don't know. I'm just letting you do your thing. (laughs) Don't. Interrupt me, please. (laughs) Talk over me. I'm fucking babbling bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like Bart's a Slytherin. Okay. It's just a vibe. Uh, fair enough. He is a shit. Yeah, I think he's a little shit. Well, the next character is the easy one. Yeah. Lisa's a Ravenclaw. Lisa's like, a Ravenclaw. She's the only person in the town who has more than a brain cell. She does the family's taxes. <laughs> She's been doing them for years. She skims what she needs off the top. <laughs> Where is that from? I don't, I don't remember the exact episode. Sure. I don't. I have such a garbage memory. I yeah. Just remember like individual little bits. Yeah. Can't remember the context, just the bit. Yeah. Uh, Lisa goes through. Lisa also gets like a lot of the best character episodes. Mm. The best character episodes and like the like some of the more, more like heartwarming episodes are Homer and Lisa episodes. Yeah. When they get episodes focused on their relationship, those are the best ones. They are. Like, like those are the ones that make you feel fuzzy inside by the end. Gets her a saxophone. Saxophone. But yeah, she's the one who goes through, like, she goes through changes over the show. Like, more than others. Like, she decides to become a vegetarian and, like, considers going vegan. And then the one guy's like, I'm a level five vegan. I wouldn't eat anything that casts a shadow. I think that's a different thing. Is that not the bit from... Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim. I believe we've talked about this before, and we learned that both of them did it with slightly different variations on the dialogue. <laughs> okay, okay, It okay, is okay. 100% a Simpsons joke, though, I promise you. Okay, okay. I believe you. I was just like, wait, <laughs> that's the Scott Pilgrim joke. Like, the anything that eats it casts a shadow part is definitely the Simpsons bit. Mm. If I put... There you go, level five vegan. Simpsons and Scott Pilgrim are both recommended. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim was probably referencing the Simpsons when it did it. That adds up. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so Lisa's clearly a Ravenclaw. Yeah, like, there's there's just not much to say. She cares about, like, the environment. Yeah. She's big into, like, science. Yeah. She's got, like, a strong sense of morality. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, the, the biggest... Yeah, she's just got the brain of the... Sh- like, anytime they need a character to have a brain, yeah. it's Lisa. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm thinking about that episode with, like, the, like, not Barbie dolls, but the... You know, uh, Malibu the- Stacy. Yeah. Um, and how she's like, this is not good representation for women. Yeah. <laughs> she's that character, and she's the only character that's like that. <laughs> In a lot of ways, she's the Hermione. Yeah. But, she has to fill a lot of roles yeah. to, like, be... Because she's the only character that stands up for things like that. Yeah. She's got to do that in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, still Ravenclaw. Yeah. Also, she's eight. Also, she's eight. That's fine. Uh. <laughs> and finally, for the main characters, uh-huh. we've only got five main characters. Yeah. Is the Maggie. Maggie's a Hufflepuff. Margaret. Yes. Marge. She's named after her mother. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just a different variation on it. Yeah, yeah. 
go on. Why is the why is the non-speaking, non-verbal baby a Hufflepuff? We haven't had a Hufflepuff yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want at least all of them represented in the family. Well, you should have imagined Hufflepuff then. I thought about it. I know you did. <laughs> Maggie's just there. She is a baby. She She's doesn't baby. talk. Like it's the whole thing, apart from the episode Lisa's first word, mm. which is famously the episode in which Maggie has her first word. <laughs> It's a flashback story where the, they're telling the family, like the story of like Lisa's first word. Like it starts with like a little clip of like Bart's first word, which I believe was just "I caramba" because he walks on and walks in on his parents having sex, <laughs> and like that wasn't a particularly good story. So they tell the story of Lisa's first word, and it's a story about how Lisa. It's a really sweet episode. Lisa and Bart don't get on mm. when they're like two or whatever. Yeah. And then Lisa's first word is Bart, and it's a really sweet tender moment. And then like. But then, like, it cuts back to the present and they end up arguing and then, so Homer takes Maggie to bed and, um, like, he's just like, like, the sooner they talk, the sooner they talk back, whatever, I hope you never start talking. And then after the door's been closed, Maggie pulls out a pacifier and just in, like, they got in a guest actress for it, I forget who it was, but just said, Daddy. Yeah. And it's so precious. We mentioned that the, like, the Homer and Lisa episodes are all, like, really sweet and heartfelt. The yeah. Homer-Maggie episodes are also often like that. How many are there? There aren't as many, but, like, the do-it-for-her, when he connects with his kids, is nice. Yeah. Maggie has occasionally had, like, speaking moments since then. Mm. That I think they said at one point they weren't going to have Maggie start talking unless they could get that actress back full-time, and that was, like, basically a joke or whatever. Mm. Um, I think they did get her back to do a line during the Simpsons movie credits. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what this line is? No. Sequel? Oh, right. Like, the family are actually present for this. And they're like, oh, Maggie's going to say her first word. She says sequel. And then they all get, like, blank faces and just walk off. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <sighs> but, yeah, it's not happened. <sighs> Maggie also famously at the center of the biggest episodes of this show Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Who Shot Mr. Burns. The first two-parter, and for many, many years, the only two-parter in the yeah. show's history, until they started doing it and it became less special. One of which was the final episode of season six, and the following was the first episode of season seven, which meant you had to wait through the whole summer, Classic. and it ends on a cliffhanger Classic. of a murder mystery that there were actual, literal, like, betting odds on not like legal Vegas odds or whatever because they weren't allowed to do that because it's a predetermined outcome yeah there was like a murder mystery TV special that was run like uh, like uh. analysing the clues and it was really well thought out and plotted out and like a dozen different alternate endings were or different there were like a bunch of different part shot of different characters potentially shooting Mr. Burns mm. one of which was Santa's little helper there were two final scenes that were fully animated so that nobody, apart from like three people on the show, knew which was the yeah, actual ending. They they just produced a bunch of yeah. like so if anything got leaked it It was fully set up to either be Maggie Simpson or Waylon Smithers were the two options that were accepted. Yeah. Because there's a whole thing of the clues as well and they was the ones that fit in. Yeah. Just iconic. It's very cool. Whenever they do flash forward episodes, they'll have excuses for why Mag Maggie's not talking. So like once or twice they'll have episodes where she's just not in the episode because she's on vacation and she's got sent like a video postcard. One like sometimes she's around and she's a teenager and they say, "Oh my gosh, will that kid ever shut up?" And they never show her actually talking. Yeah. Like that's the good shit. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good joke. She has tried to murder Homer in the past. Well, sometimes she's the only competent member of the family though. She's also like able to take care of things. Yeah. Things that Lisa won't do. Hmm. Could do, but won't. She's like she's the she's the rogue assassin. 
of the family. Mm. So you're saying not Hufflepuff? Oh, she's probably Hufflepuff, but like, because she looks out for her family. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that determination. Yeah. She's patient. Yeah. She's waited 30 damn years to speak a full line. <laughs> <laughs> Hufflepuff for Maggie. Yeah. Which means, I think it's time. It's time. It's time for the lightning bolt round. Let's just jump into it. Let's try to go as fast as we can, because there's a lot. Tell me about Grandpa. Grandpa, brief anecdote, named Abraham, supposed to be not the only member of the Core Simpsons family who's not named after Matt Groening's actual real-life grandpa, gave it to another writer to choose the name, picked Abraham. Turns out that's his actual grandpa's name. <laughs> Spy coincidence. This is wild. Grandpa is prototypical sitcom grandpa. He's a doddering old man. He lives in the retirement home most of the time. He's a little bit loopy. He fought in the war, which, like, when the show started was World War Two. But now, if he fought in World War Two, <laughs> and he's grandpa to a ten-year-old and a newborn baby, what the fuck is going on with that shit? Mm, don't worry about it. First ch- had his child when he was 70. Um, but, like, also he stole Nazi art and, you know, he, he used to wear an onion in his belt because it was the style of the, the time. It was the style of the time. Fucking crazy old grandpa man. Uh, but I'm going to go Gryffindor. He fought yeah. in a war. Yeah, Gryffindor seems right. Alex, tell me about Patty. Patty is one of Marge's sisters. Yeah. I don't know which one is which. Th- there is very little distinction, but there is one... There's, There's one key distinction. Patty is gay. Patty's the gay one. <laughs> yes, it came. It became a later thing because they, by that point, they'd already done a lot more development on Selma. Gryffindor. Yeah. Why? Because. <laughs> okay. Brave to follow her heart. Oh, that's nice. Brave to smoke as much as she has. For <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, tell me about Selma. Selma is Patty's twin sister. I think they're twins. I think so. Um, she has been married many times. I've got her um, full listed name here based on the show. Selma Bouvier Terwilliger Hutz McClure Discotech Simpson Danico. Her first like like wedding was to Sideshow Bob. Mm-hmm. She married Troy McClure at one point because he because he was trying to quell rumors that he was sleeping with fishes. <laughs> there was one episode where she married gra- Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Uh, she like her twin hates Homer. And she's brave for going through all that shit. That's a lot, yeah. So Gryffindor. Sure. Alex, tell me about Mona Simpson. Is this... Homer's mother. Homer's mom? Yeah, she's not in it a lot, but when she's in it, it's significant. Yeah, she's kind of like a free spirit. Yeah, she was a hippie in the 70s, asterisk, and she was like, she broke into like labs and freed animals and shit. Yeah, kind of like a um, activist. Yeah, so she went on the run. Mm, Torn between... Gryffindor and Ravenclaw here. Lightning bolt round. Pick them. We've done Gryffindor for the last three is the thing, but like also Gryffindor. That's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Tell me about Mo. Mo Sislak is the ugliest man who's ever walked the face of the <laughs> earth, and it's a big thing. He's he owns Mo's Tavern, he, which is the the bar that Homer frequents, and he enjoys making people drunk. Sometimes he's kind of evil. There was that one time he was smuggling a whale across. Springfield and was hoping not to get caught by federal agents Mulder and Scully. Like we think, like oh yeah, they do crossovers with Family Guy and shit. There's also that one time in the '90s that they did do an X Files crossover. Yeah, but that was great and phenomenal. And also Leonard Nimoy was there. Yeah, that's a fun episode. That's a phenomenal episode. <laughs> that's a good one. Homer, this is a lie detector. He's gonna do the thing. Do you understand? Yes. <laughs> Explodes. Oh. <laughs> 
fucking classic. Fucking uh, Mulder's fucking FBI badge that just shows him li- relaxing in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mo also like he's so he's this homeless because he besides the um, Simpsons family he is the most recurring character which I thought was neat. That is neat. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Like most episodes, Homer ends up. At, <laughs> at yeah, but. Lenny, Carl, and Barney don't show up nearly as much. Yeah, well, it's more... It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can't go to the bar without Mo being there, but you can go there without other people being yeah. there. They've done a bunch of things. Sometimes he's in love with Marge and he calls her Midge. One time he, like, like became very fond of Maggie and, like, sort of became, like, a godfather uncle type to her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he will scream bloody murder at Bart for prank calls. I'm going to go Slytherin, though. His his passion in life is to make money by getting people drunk. Sure, yeah. Although there was that one time he was really happy because he was holding two knives. <laughs> Still Slytherin, I think, on that front. Sure. Uh, tell me about Barney Gumble. Barney is a frequent uh, regular? Yep. Regular at the bar? Yep, it's funny because he's drunk. Yeah, he's just kind of always drunk. They did a whole like thing where they made him sober for a while, but then he relapsed and that was like and that and then he went back to the previous characterization because he can't progress. Yeah. It's um, like Homer's best lifelong friend. Yeah. And yet, I feel like we don't know much about him. We I just told you he was sober one time. He was in the B shops. He was in the B shops. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say Hufflepuff. Okay. Tell me about Lenny. Lenny Leonard. Uh huh. Best friends to Carl Carlson, although he can't recognize his voice anymore. <laughs> um, he's a war hero, but the doctor did say not to get pudding in his eye. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. <laughs> ah, my eye! The doctor said not to get pudding in it. It's one of my favorite lines from anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell anyone how I live. He's a sad, lonely man. Yeah. He's just right. He, he, he is the, um... Not Lenny. He is the, like, prototypical everyman, like, other category Hufflepuff. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex, how about Carl? Carl is Lenny's best friend. Carl Carlson. Carl Carlson. I don't feel like I know very much about Carl. We know basically the same about him as Lenny, mostly. He doesn't have a family or anything. Not that we know of. He's just a guy. He's friends with Carl, with Lenny. We'll give him Hufflepuff too, then. Yeah, that's fair. Tell me about Mr. Burns. See, Charles Montgomery Burns is the local billionaire. You know how every every small American town just has a local billionaire? (laughs) Sure. His social security number is 00000002. Because Howard Taft got there before him. Taft. Taft or Taft? Wait, is it Taft or Taft? Taft. Taft? Taft. Yeah, but how is that in my voice? Shall I say Taft or Taft? I don't I don't know. It doesn't matter. <sighs> Fuck American. It doesn't matter. Fuck the American language. Um Mr. Burns, he's like he releases the hounds, he's like He's very old. Yep. He's he, a motorist. He's yeah. Like <laughs> one time his pin number was like his date of birth and it was like all zeros or something. One, like, or one time his like security question was his place of birth and it was Pangea. <laughs> the jokes are that he's old. He's fu- fucking historic. Yeah, it's absurdly old. He's the villain. Whenever they need a villain, he's the villain. Yeah. He's Slytherin. He is the ultimate capitalist bullshit evil villain. Yeah. How about Smithers, Alex? Waylon Smithers. Waylon Smithers is his lackey. Yeah, his secretary assistant. 
He's whatever he needs him to be. Yeah. Smithers is a little bit in love with Mr. Burns. Oh, incredibly so. It's... And by a little bit, I mean, like, a lot. Yeah, it's very open and blatant at this point. Despite the fact that, like, Smith Burns is old enough to be his grandfather's grandfather. But his his dream and ambition in life is to see Mr. Burns jump out of a cake for him. <laughs> and, like... But... He collects those Malibu Stacey dolls we talked about earlier. Yeah, I was going to say, that's... Uh, I know he's, like, a big fan of that. What Hogwarts house is Wayland Smithers? Also Slytherin? Okay, I think you can make an argument for the hard-working Hufflepuff Okay, sure, sure. And then you get that good Slytherin Hufflepuff friendship. <laughs> there, that is a one-sided friendship. <laughs> that's not... That's not a healthy relationship. Oh, <sighs> uh, fine. Hufflepuff's fine. Uh, tell me about Skinner. Principal Seymour Skinner is an imposter. Oh, you don't remember that episode? No. Oh, there was a whole episode where the real Seymour Skinner showed up and revealed that Seymour Skinner that we knew is a fake, like, something Tamsarian or whatever. Oh. And he, like, there was a whole flashback to how he used to be, like, a motorcycling punk or whatever. And then he got caught up in army stuff and had to go, like, he ended up, yeah, he ended up going into the army. I think it was, like, a, like, a probation thing. Um, and he served alongside the real Seymour Skinner, and S- Skinner was captured, presumed dead, I think. Mm. And so, and the Skinner that we know had to go and tell the real Skinner's mother this, and she just assumed it was her son coming home from war, and he was like, yeah, I felt too guilty. This is ringing some bells. Yeah. But also, yikes! Yeah. And it got brought up in, like, one other episode, and, like, well, the, the episode literally ends with, like, the, with Mayor Quimby, like, giving a proclamation that no one in town is ever allowed to talk about this again. <laughs> like, um, he is fastidious. He's what every child imagines a principal is like. He, like, he <laughs> loves learning and, and like, he hates lo- breaking the rules. Am I so out of touch? No. It's the children who are wrong <laughs> about what children like. Yeah. Um, although he does have an affair with Krabappel and makes out with her, like, in supply closets and shit. Yeah. Until she marries Ned Flanders. Fine. He is Ravenclaw. Okay, yeah. Edna Krabappel. Wait, you're going to go through Skinner and you're not even going to mention Steamed Hams. I haven't got to Chalmers yet. I'll get to Chalmers. Okay. (laughs) Chalmers is where we talk about Steamed Hams. Yeah. Skinner's got more shit going on in his life. Fair enough. Like the whole fake identity thing. That's true. Uh, Krabappel. Edna Krabappel. She's a teacher. Bart's teacher. Seems like she's kind of a mess. Yeah. Like, Bart at one time is, like, uh, like uh, uh, is catfishing her before that was a thing. And, like, just, she's just kind of lonely and miserable. And then she starts, like, sleeping with Skinner and that perks her up a little bit. Mm. She doesn't really enjoy teaching or care about children. No. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, Slytherin. <laughs> sure. Like Snape. She's not that bad. Not that bad, no. Not actively abusive. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Chalmers. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers. I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> Skinner! <laughs> Chalmers is the superintendent, and outside of this show, I have never heard that word. Oh. The concept of a superintendent. Like, it's not a thing in an English school. Sure. Do you have, like, you have people, like, come that inspect the school to make sure it's running correctly? Ofsted. Yes. It's yeah. that. He is angry and irate. Apart from that one time that Santa's little helper fell into his lap and he's like, look into the eyes of this adorable pup. All is forgiven. And then greased up Scotsman falls on him, Willie. <laughs> and he fires Skinner. Uh, 
but also sometimes he's friends and goes around to Skinner's house for an unforgettable luncheon. Yeah, you know. And like he's really intrigued by the the Northern Lights. Can I see them? Aurora Borealis. <laughs> at this time of day, at this time of year, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. Can I see them? No. <laughs> See more! The house is on fire! No, no mother, no. it's just the Northern Lights. <laughs> well, Seymour, I must say you are an odd fellow, but you steam a good ham. <laughs> uh, Slytherin. Sure. Alex, tell me about Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie is Scottish. Yeah. He does the yard work at the school. I'm going to say Hufflepuff. Yeah, why? Hardworking. Okay. Um, there was that one time he became Freddy Krueger in a ha- Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse of Horror aren't canon. Oh, I know. He has a lot of it's like Treehouse of Horror stuff, though. Because then there's the other one with the, the Shining parody, The Shinning. Yeah. Where he was like the character who gets murdered. And in all three of the segments in that episode, he gets murdered. Like, he'll just... He, like, one of them, at least, he just shows up completely out of the blue just so that he can get murdered. Yeah. I like Hubblepuff, though. I feel okay. like he seems like the kind of character that gives, like, children the creeps because he's kind of weird, but I think he's just working hard and doing his own thing. Yep. Doing whatever. Uh, tell me about Millhouse. Millhouse Van Houten is... Everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Um, he played Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Right, they named a band after him. Yeah. He played that in the movie alongside Rainier Wolfcastle. He's Bart's best friend. He has eyebrows for inexplicable reasons. He's like the the archetypal weenie nerd friend. Yeah. Slytherin. He's a toady. Okay, sure. I would have gone Ravenclaw, I think. But yeah, but I'll he's not it. particularly intelligent. Mm. Like he's the he's the he's the unintelligent kind of nerd. How about Ralph Wiggum? Speaking of unintelligent. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but this is the, this is gloriously so. Yeah, Ralph Wiggum is the kid who eats glue. My cat's food tastes like my cat's breath smells like cat food. I ate it the purple berries. Uh... <laughs> the doctor says I'll stop getting nosebleeds if I keep my finger out of that. I'm in danger. <laughs> um, that boy has infinite quotes that are great. Yeah. I mean, Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just a dummy. Yeah. I like him. Tell me about Nelson. Nelson is the school bully. He's the leader of the group of bullies, except sometimes he's not. Because sometimes he's getting bullied, or sometimes sometimes they try to redeem him a little bit. Yeah. Like, he had, like, a thing with Lisa for a while. There was one episode he? where he was, like, yeah, he, he had a crush on Lisa. Or, so, or Lisa had a crush on him, and he was just kind of just there, and he's like, nuke the whales? I don't know. Gotta nuke something. <laughs> he is the character whose father went out for cigarettes and never came back. Mm. And that comes up a lot. And then, eventually, he does come back and they find out that he was, like, kidnapped or something while out for the cigarettes and <laughs> all kinds of bullshit. He has a terrible home life, but he's a Slytherin. He's a school bully. Like, how is a school bully not a Slytherin? Yeah. How about Jimbo Jones? Jimbo is another school bully. He's yeah. in that sort of gang. When Nelson is off doing whatever, he's the one that's in charge. Yeah. Sometimes he's a teenager and was, like, dating Bart's babysitter. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Is he just like sometimes he's a teenager, sometimes he's in elementary school. Yep. Is that maybe he's a teenager that got held back? Maybe. It's unclear. Mm. Um. Also, Slytherin. Yeah. Tell me about Kermy. Kearney. Kearney. Yeah, that's an N. It looks like an M. Well, that's an R followed by an N. Okay. <laughs> Kimi. <laughs> Tell me about Kearney. Kearney, you want to talk about sometimes a teenager? Kearney is sometimes 
Bart's age, or at least like a year or two older than him, in elementary school. Uh-huh. And sometimes he's a father of a child in elementary school without anything else about him changing. And I say this as the parent of it as a teenager and as the parent of a teenager, which is not mathematically possible, even if biologically so. That's the joke. Yep. But I'm going to go Hufflepuff because he starts caring about the community and getting involved once he has a child. Sure. And it's more fun than putting all the bullies in Slytherin. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Dolph. Dolph is the other one? Yep. The other bully? That's the one. That doesn't have... Just that's it. Doesn't have anything else going yep. on. Hufflepuff for that one, too. Yeah, that's fair. Tell me about Martin. Martin is the actual clever nerd boy in Bart's class. He's intelligent and... But, like, he's, like, book smart. He's, like, not got any practical knowledge. Sometimes when they need Bart to have a little gang, he'll be part of it because they don't want to characterize too many kids, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but he's the Ravenclaw. He's the one who actually, like, enjoys learning. He's the Lisa of Bart's class. Without yeah. without the emotional intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Alex, tell me about Otto. Otto is the bus driver. Yeah, Otto Man is his full name. Kind of a pothead. Oh, yeah. He plays a guitar. Kind of a rocker. Kind of the, type. like, he's like early 20s and never really grew up kind of guy. Yeah. He drives a school bus. Yeah. Uh, sometimes dangerously. Mm-hmm. Often dangerously. He enjoys doing it dangerously. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's called Gryffindor. Yeah. Tell me about Apu. Apu and Hasapima Petalon is the owner, the proprietor of the Quickie Mart. Sometimes he owns it. Sometimes he's like franchised, maybe a little unclear. Like he's been fired and replaced by, oh, there was like that actor that replaced him once. I forget who it was, but whatever. Um, He'll typically work somewhere in the region of 25 hours a day. Mm hmm. Uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna be the Slytherin because he works way too fucking hard at his convenience store. Also, it's he's not pu- Hufflepuff. That's what I meant. Okay. Way too fucking hard working Hufflepuff. Also, one time he was in the B Sharps as well. He was in the B Sharps. Alex, tell me about Manjula. This is Apu's wife. Mm-hmm. Who's there sometimes? Yep. Well, she she wasn't there at the beginning, mm. and then she was introduced, and they got married in that episode. Oh, okay. And then she's she's always been around since. Okay. Do we know anything about her? Um, so it was an arranged marriage. Like, they met as children. I, in fact, actually, to be fair, she had a previously appeared in flashbacks, I believe. Mm. Like, the episode where Apu gets his, um, or his citizenship. Sure. I believe there was a flashback in that episode to show, like, the discussion about the arranged marriage. Mm. And I think she was, like, first brought up then. And then they brought her back in, like, an actually decent callback bit. Neat. Um... She's loving and supportive, but also thinks her husband works too hard. That's fair. Wanted to have a family with him, and they accidentally took too many drugs to make you more pregnant. What what would those be? Fertility? Yeah. Drugs? And so had octuplets. Ah. And then in one flash forward episode, each of the octuplets had octuplets. Ah. So Apu just had 64 grandchildren, and that was the joke. <laughs> but, That's too many. Yeah. <laughs> Mandula and the octu- octuplets became a regular recurring thing. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about Krusty. <laughs> Krusty the Clown. Uh, Herschel Krustovsky uh-huh. is a human person's name, according to this show. <laughs> he's the TV clown that Bart likes and sometimes he's friends with. And like it became a running gag that like they would often meet. And Krusty just wouldn't remember who Bart is. Like, mm. I got you off a of murder that one time. I was on your show, this, that, the other. Doesn't ring a bell. It's because Krusty's always on drugs. 
Uh, no, I don't think he's on drugs. He smokes. He just doesn't care, is the thing. Oh, okay. He's in it for the money. He's, a, again, he's a Slytherin. He's just in it for the money and the cash and, like, the persona is dropped immediately once he's off screen. Yeah. He doesn't care about any of that shit. They did do a, a big ongoing storyline, though, about, like, him coming to terms with his Jewish identity and, like, him reconciling with his estranged rabbi father. Mm. And that was some good shit. Nice. Alex, tell me about Sideshow Bob. Robert <laughs> Terwilliger. <laughs> Sideshow Bob is... Uh, was Krusty's Sideshow... Sidekick. Sidekick. Yeah. Uh, helper person. And I forget what happened exactly, but um, he hates Bart Simpson. So... During season one, I think it was only during season one, he was shown on TV as Krusty's sideshow kick, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, the episode, I forget what it's called, but basically Krusty is... Uh, Krusty appears to have, like, robbed the Quickie Mart. Mm. Held it up at gunpoint. And it's a whole a whole big court case. Krusty gets arrested and goes to jail. Bob takes over the TV show entirely. And Bart goes on to prove that... Like th- whenever Bob shows up is when Bart gets to be intelligent. Yeah. He'll often work with Lisa on it, but he is taking the lead and being intelligent. He solves the crime because he's so passionate about Krusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He solves the crime of ha- like and proves that Bob is the real c- culprit in disguise as Krusty. With things like Krusty wears big fake clown shoes on TV. Bob has just freakishly long feet, and there's like a clip on the security footage of Krusty in the moment getting the very front of his foot stomped on, and he like went at, like acts in agony, but he wouldn't in reality because he doesn't wear have big feet. Yeah, it's clever. It became a whole recurring thing, and he came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Typically, like once per season ish. Yeah. Also played by Kelsey Grammer. That's fun. In one season, they bring in his his brother, who's played by the guy who played. Frasier's brother or on nice, Frasier nice, nice. and they're basically just playing their characters from Frasier it's great excellent um, he hates Bart Simpson and wants to do a murder on yes. him he it's is... German for the Bart the mm. he gets knuckle tattoos that say die Bart die yeah <laughs> the Bart the uh-huh. it's German yeah sure bud <laughs> and um, then the cold court's like oh yeah he's, he's, he's so intellectual <laughs> Yeah, it is just kind of this reoccurring thing. If he shows up, he pretends that he's reformed, and then he tries to murder Bart. Yep. Uh, Slytherin. Yeah. Tell me about Kent Brockman. Kent Brockman is the newsreader. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our new <laughs> and overlord. I'd like to remind them, as a trusted newscaster, I can round up dro- drones to... Uh, my, to what? So I forget the exact line, but... Just like instantly willing to surrender, like to betray humanity to giant space ants. Yeah. It's a fucking idiot. Um, it's great. He's a newscaster, uh, Ravenclaw. He bringing the news. Sure. Yeah. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> you might remember me from such podcasts as Sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast, and th- th- some other one probably. There's probably a Simpsons podcast. Oh, I thought you were just naming our podcasts because it's like. <laughs> Pokemakers is what our other show is called. I don't think Troy McClure's been on Pokemakers. Fine. <laughs> Has he? No, uh, Did no. you put Troy McClure in Pokemakers and didn't tell me? Maybe. Fuck. Troy McClure should be in everything. That's really impressive because I edit that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is he? Um, he's an actor. He sure is. He's in everything. Yep. Um, Mostly like like educational like mini 
shorts and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on one occasion, Planet of the Apes musical. Yeah, that's when he married Selma. Um, Get your hands off me, you dirty ape. He can talk, he can talk, he can talk, he can talk. I can sing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was wrong. <laughs> it was Earth all along. Just my favorite is like, can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> That whole musical was phenomenal. So good. Yeah. <laughs> what Hogwarts house? Oh, okay, cool. Sure. He's this bold actor, dude. Yep. Tell me about Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz is a lawyer. He was introduced as an ambulance chaser, and just whenever they needed an incompetent lawyer in the early parts of the show, that was him. Since um, Phil Hartman's de- death, he that role is often taken by Gil, who I don't think is even on this list. Mm because no one cares about Gil. Uh, but Lionel Hutz is just iconic. I think one time as well, he ended up being... He was the babysitter for The Simpsons. <laughs> like, just a weird bit. <laughs> uh, he, but he is very Slytherin. He's, yeah. I mean, he's a lawyer. Like. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Chief Clancy Wiggum. He's the police chief. Yep. He's... Almost as done as his dumb as his son. His son Ralph Wiggum, who was only made his son because the writers realized that they'd accidentally given two characters the same surname. So we're like, yeah, they're related now. It makes sense though. Oh yeah. Like, they're both so dumb. Oh, I'll just type that into my imaginary computer. Beep boop boop beep. <laughs> I just torched the building and I think I'm gonna do it again. Oh, I'll just type that into my imaginary computer. <laughs> He's holding a lighter and is currently smoking. Like, physically, not like a cigarette. Uh, Gryffindor? Yeah. Yeah. No thoughts, head empty. Okay. Tell me about Judge Snyder. Judge Snyder is the ju- is usually the judge in Springfield. He's very similar to the judge from Ace Attorney in that he's a, mm. often a complete idiot and sometimes kind of lovable and sweet and easy to manipulate. Yeah. Uh, let's go Ravenclaw. You've got to be smart to be a judge, though. Sure. Alex, tell me about Jailbird Snake. Snake is just whenever they need a criminal dude. Yep. He's there doing crime. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, student loan payments. <laughs> so he did go to college. He did go to college. <laughs> um, and just couldn't afford it, I guess. So he turned to crime, that, which is yeah. a little too relatable. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to do crime. Um. <laughs> I was gonna say like these days you've got to go like like e crime or whatever, mm. and I think like in like the early two thousands episodes they started doing that where at gunpoint he robbed Homer of his bank account by having him download all of his money onto a floppy disk. Because <laughs> it was two thousand and one and no one knew what a computer was. That's very funny. <laughs> um, Snake's probably a Slytherin. Yeah, that's fair. Very fun character though. Uh, tell me about Fat Tony. So when they need a general crook type, that snake, when they need organized crime, mm. then you bring in Fat Tony, leader yeah. of the Springfield Mafia, which exists. Yeah. Slytherin. Sure, He's yeah. the mafia yeah, dude. Yeah. Tell me about Dr. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert Dr. Is Julius Hibbert. The doctor of town. Yep. The default doctor. He'll be whatever the episode calls for. Yeah. Sometimes he'll do surgery when there's no power in the hospital. He's just a doctor. And like, but the, he's good-spirited about it. <laughs> like, I think there was a power cut, and like, yeah, so he's like, the nurse is like, Doctor, you can't do surgery in the dark. You want to bet? 
the patient opens his eyes. I'll take that bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, this is a good show. It is a good show. Or at least it was. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it forever. Maybe, yeah. maybe sometimes it's good. I have no idea. Probably. Um, Statistically, it's gotta be. I'm gonna say Ravenclaw, though. That's fair. Tell me about Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick is the other Doctor who is not a Ravenclaw. Hi, everybody! Hi, Dr. Nick. He has catchphrases. He's he's the t- he's the quack doctor. He's the he's the doctor who's like on TV being like, hey, come to my weird clinic thing and I, I'll do that fucked up surgery that no one else will do because it's so dangerous you'll probably die, maybe. Or else, like... Well, if it isn't my good friend, Mr. McGreg, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Because he reattached limbs in the wrong place, apparently. Because he's that incompetent. It's delightful and wonderful, though. And I'm going to put him as Hufflepuff, because... He's just... He doesn't really... He's just dumb. Alex, how about Reverend Lovejoy? Timothy... Uh... Reverend Lovejoy is the reverend of the local church. Yep. He's got kind of a boring voice. Oh, well. And then the Lord said to the... He's he's very much um, depicted as, like, the kind of person that makes you fall asleep when you go to church. Yeah. Um, He's also... Sometimes he doesn't care about church. Yeah. But he does love his model trains. Yeah, he's a complicated fellow. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's go Ravenclaw. Okay the vibe that I get. Tell me about Helen Lovejoy. Helen Lovejoy is his wife and she is the typical church busybody Mm. gossiping like like absolute like completely like hypocritical about everything. Yeah. Although she also will sometimes scream the children won't someone please think of the children. She sucks and she's Slytherin. Sure. How about Agnes Skinner? This is Skinner's mother. Yep, she's the one who screams about the house being on fire, and she's often just part of like the the, the women group, the ladies about town, doing yeah. stuff. Lillian? Okay. Tell me about Hans Molman. No one's gay for old man. <laughs> Hans Molman is a weird old man who sometimes gets a football in his groin. Sometimes he's been reprogrammed to believe he's Bart. <laughs> he's sometimes alcohol has ruined his life and he's only 30 years old uh, he's, he's just an enigma yeah sometimes he's a literal mole man yeah what's the mole man house hufflepuff okay he's hufflepuff alex tell me about jasper beardley jasper beardley is another old man who has he sure is the beard he's the one with the beard yep who's just kind of around sometimes, sometimes he's friends with grandpa yeah yeah he probably also fought in the war maybe he doesn't show up in any of like the flashback episodes. No, but... no, no, no. But like he has that vibe. Hmm. Um, Gryffindor. Tell me about Professor Frink. Frink. Professor Frink is unironically my favorite character in this show. <laughs> he is your wacky professor type. He shows up at the end of twenty-two short films about Springfield and he's just like, uh, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. Uh, I've got a theme song, Professor Frink. Professor Frink. He makes you laugh. He makes you think. He likes to run with the person. Uh, I am going to kill that monkey." He's just he's just a mad scientist and it's great and one time his father is Frankenstein and again in a treehouse horror but still sure it's great he's great I love Frank he's a scientist Ravenclaw yeah he's a fun character Alex tell me about Ned Flanderization Flanders Ned Flanders is the Simpsons next door neighbor mm-hmm. uh, he at one point was a normal human being he really was <laughs> um, but now he's just extremely over the top 
Hi, diddly ho, neighborino. Yeah. And like, here's the th- here's the thing. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> but like, so they've doubled back around on it. Is the thing though. So he starts out as a normal neighbor type. Then he becomes holier than now, purest of the pure Christian. Yeah. But then they double back on it and like. So there's the episode where Homer decides he wants to be best friends with Ned because Ned, like, does something I don't remember. Yeah. And, like, Ned gets sick of him and screams in his face. Then there's episodes where, like, Ned just has mental breakdowns and, like, reveals there's childhood trauma where he was a brat as a child and then was, like, basically spanked for uh, several days or something, I don't know, until he would, like, repress everything. And, like... Sometimes he has really tender friend, like tender heartfelt episodes with Homer, like especially when Maud died. Mm. And like, so he's doubled back around on being a real person again. Nice, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, also, he owns the Leftorium. I was gonna say, also, he's left-handed. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> and that's a big thing. Uh, his wife died, and he's sad. But I think he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, that's fair. Like overall, I think. Yeah, definitely Hufflepuff. Yeah. Tell me about Maud. Maud is Ned's wife, and she died. They killed her off. Although she showed up again later in the Treehouse of Horror as a ghost. Sure. That was a thing. Yeah. Um, She went through significantly less development, and she is also Hufflepuff. Sure. Alex, tell me about Rod and Todd. Rod and Todd are the Flanders' children. Yeah. They're also Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're goody two-shoes. Daddy, Rod speaking in tongues. No, son. He's just delirious with fever. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, tell me about Cletus and Brandine. Some vocal never eat a skunk, but then again, some vocal like Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel. <laughs> so many Simpsons memes come specifically from 22 short films about Springfield. It's a good time. It was a really, yeah, it was solid. Cletus and Brandine are the local rednecks. They're yokels. They're dumb as shit, and they have 73,000 children. Yeah. But they got pretzel coupons for all of them. <laughs> um, Gryffindor. Sure. Alex, tell me about Kang and Kodos. Kang and Kodos are aliens. Yep. Have they ever shown up like canonically? Probably. I, <laughs> I mean, you're probably you probably probably probably. But they they mostly show up in Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. One time they both stood for election. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's a two party system. You have to vote for one of us. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> ah, the true horror is American politics. Um, hi <laughs> They're just they're just some alien dudes who want to take over the world, so they're in. Sometimes they're friendly. Sometimes. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. But usually they're just kinda usually they're Treehouse of Horror villains. Yeah. So we're gonna say Slytherin. Yeah. Tell me about Kirk and Luan. Kirk Luan. And- uh, Luan, Jesus. Kirk and Luanza. <laughs> Kirk and Luan are uh, Milhouse's parents. They're terrible. They went through a divorce. They don't care about their child. They appreciated when he made money. <laughs> I can't hear you, son. I'm wearing a jacuzzi suit. Uh, they suck the Slytherin. Yeah. The, the bad kind of Slytherin. Mm. Alex, tell me about Sherry and Terry. Sherry and Terry are children... Uh, are they in Bart's class? I think they're in Lisa's are class. Are they in Lisa's class? I, I, I don't know which yeah. class they're in. Um, but they're twins. They're probably in both whenever it feels like mm, it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do they do, like, the thing where they talk for each other? Probably sometimes, yeah. They just kind of are spooky twins. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say about them. Do they yeah, have that's interests? Fair. Probably. Malibu Stacy. Sure, yeah, yeah. The girls. 
the the girls they do the girl things. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say one of them is Hufflepuff <laughs> and one of them is a Ravenclaw. Uh, okay. But I won't tell you which one is which. You'll have to figure that out yourself. You won't be able to because they are identical in every conceivable way. Sometimes they switch. You, yeah, they <laughs> they're identical <laughs> in every aspect. Tell me about Eddie and Lou. Eddie and Lou are the, uh, the the other police officers in town, the only other two. One time, I believe, Wiggum gets a pr- promotion, and so he promotes Lou to chief, and he promotes Eddie to Lou. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... That's not how that... <laughs> yeah, but it's making you laugh. Uh, it's a good bit. It's a good bit. Um, the generic cops, whatever, who cares? Uh, Gryffindor. Harry's a cop. Sure. Alex, tell me about Mayor Joe Diamond Quimby. Uh, Mayor Quimby is the mayor of Springfield. Mm-hmm. He does dumb things a lot. He's a JFK. Ex- yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Archetype. Oh, I, uh, 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 Springfield. <laughs> I feel like he's often involved in a lot of like scandals and stuff. Isn't yeah. He? yeah. Yeah. He's the politician. Yeah, that's true. Um, Slytherin. Yeah, politician. Yeah. Aren't all politicians Slytherin? Isn't that a thing we've said once? Yeah, that was a house hot take we did once. Yeah. Politicians are Slytherin. Uh, tell me about uh, Lindsay Nagel. Lindsay Nagel is the generic, she's girl boss gatekeep. <laughs> What's the third one? Um, Gaslight. Gaslight. <laughs> she is high powered businesswoman, it like in boards and things. Sometimes she's like. <laughs> Just the phrase. She is girl boss gatekeep Gaslight. <laughs> She is. <laughs> You're not wrong, but it's a funny thing to say. <laughs> uh, Slytherin. She's sure. Yeah, yeah. Now we get into the final group of the lightning bolt round characters of the characters with no name. So, Alex, tell me about the blue-haired lawyer. <laughs> this is we talked about one lawyer earlier. Yeah. His name I'm blanking on now. I mentioned Gil. That's the that's who I was thinking. Gil, of. who's not always a lawyer, he just sometimes fills that role. Sure, now. sure, sure, sure. Um, but the blue-haired lawyer is usually the like competent one. Yeah. Often Mr. Burns's lawyer. Yeah, he's the uh, the other side. Yeah. Usually usually the character you're rooting for has the dopey lawyer yeah. and he's the competent one on the other side. He's the... The Edgeworth. The prosecution, typically. <clears throat> you can say the Edgeworth. The Edgeworth. Fine. Everything, any lawyer things, Ace Attorney. <laughs> one time the Simpsons were uh, Christmas caroling and he ordered them to cease and desist because the Christmas carols were like like copyrighted by people or something and like Homer was like okay, fine I'll write my own song and he was like fine but you can't use E flat or D major because d- those two are tr- uh, notes are copyrighted by the Disney Corporation <laughs> Homer goes like oh that was E flat oh that's better <laughs> because that's the kind of thing you say to someone who comes Christmas caroling at your door yeah. when you're a blue haired lawyer blue haired lawyers are still there in of course tell me about See, this is what I mean. You said, like, Marge dyes her hair blue, but this guy's hair is blue, and that's just his hair color. I guess. But he probably also dyes it. Also, isn't Millhouse's hair blue? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Like, it's just, it's just, All a, right. it's just a thing. Well. Right, tell me about Squeaky Voice Teen. <laughs> <laughs> he works at every fast food restaurant. Yeah, also, I guess he's Morty. <laughs> and, oh, I mean, geez. he kind of is. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Homer. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, yes, very generic teenager who just works all the shitty jobs. Yeah. Not exactly clear how old of a teenager, probably around 18, 17, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Um, he's doing his best, though, damn it. Gryffindor. Yeah. Alex, tell me about the rich Texan. 
I would have I would have sworn that this character has a name. Nope. He's just Rich Texan. <laughs> to be fair, his name might be Richard Texan. Okay, that's fair. But he's he's just Rich Texan. He's a guy uh he's a rich Texas type. Yeah, he's basically Doug Dimmodome. Yeah. Like picture D- Doug Dimmodome, but with way less charisma because fairly your parents did this joke way better. Yeah. Uh, Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think if I had anything else to add, but no, Slytherin. JD, tell me about Old Jewish Man. The Old Jewish Man is another old man who sometimes dances with his trousers around his ankles. Hufflepuff. <laughs> Alex, tell me about the Sea Captain. Ooh, again, a character that I could have sworn <laughs> has a name, because he's so, like, he's in so many things all it, the time. Right? Yeah. The reason he's so far down on this list is because I forgot he existed, though. <laughs> but he does show up all the time. Yeah. Um, he's a sea captain. He like lives in a lighthouse and he's kind of lonely and a little Yar. Bit, he's a little bit crazy sometimes, but Yar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think he's a good guy deep down. I'm going to say he's a Hufflepuff. Okay. I think he's hard working and determined. Uh, tell me about comic book guy. Ugh, finally. Worst <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> Is that what you put him at the end? Yeah. For that joke? Pretty much. Fine. Acceptable. He's, he is the owner of the local comic book shop, The Android's Dungeon. Mm. Um, he loves mint comics. Speaking like, of gatekeep gaslight. <laughs> uh. Homer comes to sell him a mint condition Joe DiMaggio card that Mr. Burns gave him. He's like, oh, this is only worth everything I have. Comic book guys are Ravenclaw. Yeah. He knows everything about the things he knows about and he will fucking make you feel like shit about it. Yeah, he's the he's the annoying kind of Ravenclaw that's like, yeah. shit. And that's The Simpsons Sorted. Yeah. That, that was a lot. Yeah. It is now 10 a.m. That's fine. Which means that it is time for sorting it out. JD, do you have something you would like to sort out? I do. I have something thematically appropriate, which I planted the seeds for early in the show when I discussed flanderization. Uh... I want to talk about flanderization in the context of Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because Harry Potter is definitely subject to this. The film's far more so. Mm. Like, holy shit, are Ron and Hermione flanderized to hell in the films. Yeah. Hermione knows the things and Ron knows shit all and doesn't say anything. And just eats the food. But the books do it too. Yeah. Luna Lovegood is That's the first one that comes to mind. That's what came to mind. mind. I was hoping that you would, you would yeah. mention that. Like, she starts out as, like, a, like a character and just yeah. becomes, like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's interesting, right? Because it feels like that should have been done in response to Ivana Lynch. Yeah. But the first film that Ivana Lynch was in came out the same month as Deathly Hallows. Mm. So it had nothing to do with Ivana Lynch, really. Yeah. It's just that Luna was written in as probably like an autistic or otherwise SEN character. Kind of mean. Not intentionally so. Or sometimes maybe even kind of intentionally so. She's kind of unaware and just kind of yeah. weird and, you know. She'll like openly just state facts, but she'll also get mad at Hermione for shit and yeah, she was very much a person and then got flanderized to becoming, oh, I'm so airy-fairy and nice and oh, la di da di da yeah. Yeah. One part that like really stands out to me is she like she kind of seemed to have a crush on Ron. I always 
always thought that too. That she had like, in that a crush first on in Ron. that first scene, she was yeah. like laughing really hard at his joke. Yeah, she mentioned that like Ron had been to the Yule Ball with Padma Patel, and that Padma didn't enjoy it. But Luna says, "I wouldn't mind it very much. I don't really like dancing." Jump cut to two years later at Bill and Fleur's wedding, where Luna is dancing like mad. Yeah, because that's a more funny bit, yeah. not because it makes sense for the character, because oh, that's funny. She's so quirky, waving her arms in the air. Oh, ha ha ha. Yeah. I mean, it's present throughout the whole series is the thing. It, and just don't. That's how I'm going to sort it out. Is just don't. Just yeah. decide on what the characters are and go through character growth and development. That's fine, obviously. But don't just do it out of nowhere for nothing. Yeah. Like, if, if Luna had gone through things that would, like, show that growth and show it making sense, which very much could have happened because she's such a major character in Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Like, it could have been tied to Harry's interview. It could have been tied to her going with them to the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, but nothing yeah, is yeah. made of that. Yeah, it doesn't really make her... There's the, Yeah, there's no, like, direct character stuff there. Like, she mentions things, like, yeah. I didn't have friends before or whatever, but, like... The, yeah, and then she paints a mural of all the six of them that went to the Ministry in her bedroom, and it's like, I'm not sure she'd paint Hermione. I don't think she really considers Hermione much of a friend. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, it's... it's Harry and Ginny, for sure. Probably yeah. Neville. Yeah. Yeah. Ron, maybe. Hermione? Yeah, yeah they sure. don't they don't get along they don't like each other like it, they get better about it obviously yeah. but yeah but yeah if you're gonna have her change that drastically sort of show it like through like the DA and stuff mm-hmm. like Ron and Hermione are also victim to this in the books as well is that they mm. and like part of it comes back to just them needing more clear cut characterization from the beginning but again at the beginning Hermione is like this complete social outcast who doesn't know how to interact with people yeah by book five she's the one who knows how everyone's mind works and is able to explain to them every emotion that Cho Chang is feeling at any given time of day. Yeah, which, like, no. That's Why? Not, How? That's what? That's not who you were supposed to be. No. So, again, it comes back to things I've discussed before, like how that should have been Ron, because Ron, early on, was the emotionally intelligent one. He insulted Hermione when he didn't think she was listening. Also, he was 11 at the time. Yeah. And, like, just annoyed by this swattish girl. And he didn't know her, he didn't understand her, and then he grew to know and understand her. It became a lot better about it, until he didn't again. Yeah. He had the street smarts. He knew things about the world until he didn't anymore apart from he knew children's stories yeah he kind of went from like being yeah yeah like he he just went from like knowing useful things mm -hmm. that like no one else would know because they weren't they didn't grow up that in the world to just knowing like just nothing and that makes sense like it makes sense to a point that him being the point of knowledge of the wizarding world becomes less useful as time goes on as harry and hermione are more integrated into wizarding society but it just completely goes to nothing yeah it's kind of like highlighted their flanderization by what is often considered like such a cool delightful moment and such a lovely bit of their relationship but Philosopher's Stone again a moment that the films flanderized to hell where they're in the devil's snare mm-hmm. and are like, you a witch or not? Yeah. Hermione works out what they need to do. Ron's like, so light a fire. Of course, but there isn't any wood. Are you a witch or not? Because yeah. he's the one who kept the logical, cool-minded head. And then in book seven, when they're facing the Whomping Willow, oh, it's so cute and funny. Now Hermione's saying, are you a wizard or not? Except you've just highlighted the problem that their character... Like, it's not a point of character development, though. No, it's yeah. just a point of them being like, yes, we are one-note characters. So just find what you want them to be, have them go through growth and development, but don't just be like, well, this is what the media 
media thinks they are, so I'll write them like that. Yeah. Write them like the characters you knew they were when you started. Yeah. You don't have to parody your own characters. Yeah. The internet will do that for you plenty. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Home Viewing. Cult Classics. And our other show, Pokemakers. Thank you to Matt Mishakamu of the Wong Kung Willows for your theme song, The House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us your favourite Simpsons character that we didn't get to because, wow, there's still there's thousands so more. Tweet at us Bleeding Gums Murphy. Tweet at us Jacques, the bowling guy that Marge fell in love with. Mm, tweet at us the German exchange student. Uta. Just, uh, there's so many. Tweet at us your favourite obscure Simpsons character. Bye. That one extra co-worker that sometimes is there at the power plant. You know the one? <laughs> you know one. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Tweeted us the hounds. Tweeted us the random barflies as well, that like other characters who were just in most. These characters who were just there but aren't anything. Yeah. And we'll put them in a Hogwarts house based on their personality traits. We'll tell you. Bye. Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Tanner. And I'm Lindsay. And together we host a podcast called Not If I Reboot You First. It's a show where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood gets the chance to. We also do adaptations and spin-offs and sequels, but everybody seems to call those reboots too. It's everyone's favorite buzzword. Sometimes we make something really good, like when we turn the mummy into a proper pilot for the Dark Universe. Sometimes things go bad and I drunkenly yell at JK Rowling for an hour. And sometimes it gets really weird and we time crash the entire Mighty Ducks franchise into a single universe. So join us every week for something that's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. Follow us on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for the name of the show and it's pronounced I turned Princess Belle into Iron Man once. Wait, what?